Hey, welcome to bond number four. First off, I want to just mention that I decided that we will be continuing with Kinyani Torah through the summer. I didn't know at first, for sure it was a good topic through Shavuos, it's a good topic all the time. And it's a topic which Kalei learns, and some, as we mentioned, learn 48, the 48 days, and 49 days, Yom HaKolol, et cetera. I think it's a little bit faster than one me the day, but that's definitely something that's out there. But with or without that, for sure, it's a good, great thing leading up to Shavuos to deal with Kinyani Torah, but I've seen that's such a good thing to deal with, and there's so much work to be done here, and so much to talk about, so for sure, it's what we're going to do through Tisha B'Av Hashem. Okay, that's Aleph. Last week, we touched on something so basic. We're on the third floor, right? First floor was Talmud. The second floor was Shmias Ozen, Arich HaSasayim, Bina Saleb. Once a person's made the decision, I'm learning, then you go up the floor, and now you say, I'm giving all my cap- all my faculties over to this pursuit of Chachma. I have to listen like a Ben Torah. I have to listen. I have to speak like a Talmud Yeshiva. I have to have Bina Saleb, like a Lamdin. I have to put myself over to these things. And that was what I Hashem noticed that it's it's one thing leading into the next. Now, we're going to do something which is really big today, first time ever. But the way I'd always thought about it is the third floor were the midos which are necessary. You're learning, you're you're learning a lot, you're giving your faculties over. Now, next thing is there are accompanying midos characteristics that have to go together with this pursuit of Chachma. That being Yiras Shemayim, Simcha and Tara. That was the third floor, and then we get to the fourth floor. Okay, that, that's how I've always, always thought about it since about two or three years ago when I saw this whole uh, building thing, which was very, very exciting to me. Okay. But let's go and talk about what we spoke about last week, and then you'll hear. Arguably, the biggest room on that floor is Yerushalayim. Amos Hashem, Yerush Hashem. My thinking about this, as I shared yesterday, last time, excuse me, Expanded greatly before Pesach. I'm not sure I mentioned this last time, so let me just share. A Rebbe Yeshiva had shared this drasha actually in a weekly Musar Vad that we do Sundays actually from this Vad. I go straight to a Vad in, in our Yeshiva. And um, and I have a Rebbe here who's phenomenal, finding my Mekomas. We get a Schneider, those who know him, and he puts together whole Marach every week. Some of those mar- some of those I share, some of them I, I don't share, etc. Anyway, so there's a piece that he had given that I didn't have any time to look at, but I put it aside. And Baruch Hashem, for Pesach, I got, I think it was maybe the last day of cleaning, I finally got to my papers. <laughs> I said, it's now or never, that pile is just going to sit there. So I got to the papers, and I read a drasha, and I was just absolutely blown away. And there are many Aiden Bedover, there are a lot of witnesses to this, because he asked my family how many times I spoke about this idea. I, I'm rarely like that taken by an, by an idea. And it was a it was a drush, as I mentioned last week, which was written all the way back in 1962, 60 years ago, in the Manhattan Jewish Center by Rabbi Dr. Norman Lamb, who I'd really, really never, maybe I, I read a book of his 35 years ago and haven't ever revisited anything of his thinking. And the basic point that he was talking about was that the whole approach to Chachma in the Western world and how it is lacking your Shemayim in a wider sense and how that relates to our world of Chachma also. And the basic idea was that, you know, science is, pushing forward, pushing forward, pushing forward. He's writing this 60 years ago with more and more amazing inventions and more and more ways to make humanity work better, but we're not thinking about it, what it means ethically. We're not thinking about how we control these things in a good way and how we bring them to mankind's benefit in the greatest sense. And that he brought from the model of the Nefesh Chaim, of Yira and Chachma, which is of course built on the Gemara and Shabbos, that Yira Shemayim is the Otzer. You have Chachma and you have 
Yerushimayim, and one without the other doesn't go. And our Chachma needs Yerushimayim all the time. And the way we took that, a lot of ways to take it, maybe next week I'll share a little bit of Revolba's insight, that that was usually the way I'd always thought this Gemara, but you know, just to take it back to what he spoke about sciences, he quoted a scientist that said, we don't know where we're going, we don't know why we're going there, but we're doing everything to accelerate ourselves to, to, to that place. Basically, that was a quote, which is an extremely scary quote. We're finding new inventions, we're pushing forward in the, in the realms of human knowledge, and now what do we do with the knowledge? We have no idea, right? Smartphone, excellent example, right? It's a, it's a magic thing. I forgot, there's a famous, uh, famous piece of when Steve Jobs, the CEO, former CEO of, uh, passed away of, of Apple, where he introduced this magic toy and it's magic and it's magic and it's also destructive, right? <laughs> and then you put money involved in it and then, you know, the sky's the limit. <laughs> we know how much damage on a lot of, on a lot of levels um, smartphones are causing. Many non-Jews have recognized this. And they're putting it away and having their Shabbos from the smartphone. On the other hand, you have from kids who are using this phones on Shabbos because they can't connect, disconnect. The whole idea of having a, a piece of you, you really want a phone to be a piece of you? I mean, is that, is that really what you want? And I talk about not having chips in the brain. It's like, that, is that what we want? Do I really want to have a chip? Do I, want to, do I really want to have, think something in my car, my electronic car comes to my uh, driveway and picks me up and will take me somewhere without even telling you. It's it's kind of a nice idea, but then you really want a chip in your head? Do you really, you want Iran to be able to get into your head? I mean, is that what you want? Is this really what we want? And it, and he he wrote even about like the car back then. Do we want cars? You know, cars are such great inventions. Obviously, who could live without a car? People have two cars, three cars, sports cars, fancy cars, family cars. Uh, but then they cause so many deaths. So maybe that wasn't the best thing. Space flight. We didn't even speak about that last week, but he spoke about space flight. Now I just want to, in our times again, he wrote this 60 years ago, but you think about art, artificial intelligence. I don't know if people are looking at some of the scary articles that are being spoken about, about artificial intelligence. I mean, there are definitely experts who think that there's there's no boundary to what it can do and it can be very, very damaging to you, to, to mankind in, in, the, in the most serious way. So that's what I want everybody to know. Some of the listeners feel emotionally attached to this thing or that thing, etc. I have a smartphone, you know, it's kosher, Baruch Hashem, has a great filter on it, but but I get it, you know, I, I operate mostly off of WhatsApp, it's hard to get me on the phone, I love WhatsApp and I love email, and I, I'm, I'm part of the generation, I, I send the status once in a while, I, I'm cool with that, but but we have to think about it, you know, we have to think about it, what, what is this invention, and, and how do we use it the right way, and how, and here's the point of your Shemaim, what is your Shemaim, fear of God, ethics, how does that all come in? Make me control this chachma, this enormous chachma, nuclear bomb, nuclear, nuclear, nuclear energy. Great invention, but it can destroy mankind. Or, or now we're taking, taking a step back from it, not step back. Germany just detached. Good, bad. We're not thinking as, as humans. And now in Chachma Satora, this is really what I want to go to. This is where Yer Shemayim says to me, you know what? I'm seeing information. I'm learning Gemaras, I'm learning Chazals, I'm learning Hasidus, I'm learning Musr, I'm hearing Parsha Shiram, I'm on Tar anytime, I'm listening to Schoolmaker's Vod. Like, what am I doing with this Chachma? Uh, what am I doing? And, and this is the point I want everybody to have. Yer Shemayim is what's telling me, directing, the more Yer Shemayim I have, right? Chachma, the Derecha Chachma is just 
expand, 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 expand. More, think about it, you know? I consider myself a little bit of an intellectual. I love learning new things. I love taking new things in. I love hearing new ideas, you know, more than I like other things. And I just gobble it up. You know, you get me a good conversation with someone intelligent. Let me hear him. Let me call all them all about that. Okay, whoa, where's your shemayim? Where's your fear of God? What are you doing with all that? Where are you directing all that wisdom? To? I, don't, don't bother me, you know what I mean? I'm having a, I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a wisdom orgy. Wait, 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 wait. But where are you going with it? That's what your Shemaim says to us. That's what fear of God says to a person. You know, the wisdom is here. Enjoy your Chachma. Go. Learn, 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 learn. But the Kaddish Baruch is going to ask you one time what you did with this wisdom. So the Yerd Shemaim has to be there to the Yerd Shemaim has to be there to to temper the wisdom and bring the wisdom down to its right place. And you know this. That's why I was so blown away by this drush. I was speaking about it all all Pesach and since then. I mentioned my first shmuz in the yeshiva. Anybody heard my shmuz? Where are we going? You can check on uh, on Chappelle's website. I think it's a very powerful shmuz. Not not from my ideas, from these ideas. I tried to bring home a little bit because because it so speaks to where we're at today. <laughs> we're just you know. Again, in science, we spoke about a lot, but in wisdom, you can hear, you know, go hear Vasher Weiss, and now go hear Daniel Gladstein, and go hear Rabbi Goldwasser, and go hear Tina Schoolmaker, and go hear this one, go hear that one, if you're a lady, go hear this, right? And and, and just listen to Drush after Drush after Drush, and read David Ashir's books on Emuna and Bitochen, and Bitochen, and Muna, Muna, Let's like the Dafyomi, eight minute Dafyomi, 50 minute Dafyomi, half hour Dafyomi, Dafyomi with pictures, Dafyomi without pictures, Dafyomi with. Then, and, okay, now, one second, but there's so much Chachma that's, there's a Reboy Chachma, Chachma, but it's Chutz Torana. Where are you bringing it into yourself? A real Adam Gadol friends, is not a big brain. He is an Adam Gadol whose chachma is apparent in how he acts. A big brain alone might be a worthwhile thing. It's a, it's a moon. The Aldous Slobodka spoke about when someone has a very, very big head and it doesn't fit his body, that's a moon, right? Someone, you know, I don't know if everybody knows the concept of like an Eli and Yeshiva. Eli sometimes means like a genius also. Sometimes means someone who's like not, you know, not um, well-adjusted. Depends how you use. You could say someone's an Eli means he's like you know a genius like that. You mean oh he's a genius like a genius personality. He's you know he's he's, he's not well adjusted. When you talk about someone right, you don't necessarily want to marry your daughter off to someone who's not well adjusted who won't treat her well, right? Oh he's so smart, <laughs> but he hasn't you know sometimes very very brilliant people. It's not even their fault. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who's not making an effort to bring his wisdom down. Someone who has Torah without your shemayim, which because I spoke about in ten places in a very severe way. Yeah, I hope I'm making my point. And when you think about what godless is, is someone who obviously knows a lot. But when we've seen Kaiso hurt by people who knew a lot but didn't bring it down, who aren't even invested in that. And sometimes people get lost by those people because they look, oh, he knows so much, he knows so much, he knows so much. Yeah, but is he a different person? Has he has he brought it into himself? That's where it relates to in Torah. Das, according to many, the way it was explained to me by my rabbi was Das. When we talk about Chachma being a Das, Chachma being a Das, I want to go through the whole thing right now, but that Chabad, as, as in the name of the Chasidis, Das means Chibur. means the Chibur. The Chachma is something you get from outside or from your rabbi, or it's an insight. Bina is the development, right? In, in very, very general terms. Now, Das is the Chibur, is bringing it home. This is now Atachon Das, that it's now part of me, right? And here's the idea I'm trying to say. 
that Yerushimayim is the thing which keeps me pushing towards Das. All right, you get the formula? The Chachma runs on its own. And Chachma has, just like in science, Lahavdi and Chachma Satar also, the Chachma Satar can run on its own. More and more Dafyomis, more and more ideas, more and more Shmuzim, more and more Chashkafa, more and more Chasidas, more and more trips to Tfarim, more and more Shalashidas, more and more whatever you want. But now Yerushimayim, which says, stop, 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 stop. Bring it into yourself. Get to that state of Das. It's pushing. That, that was the insight I got that I hadn't learned it that way before. That the Yerushimayim is pushing us, directing it. Take that into yourself. Connect. Don't just keep learning. Now, this is so important. And I hope that in the passion, people are getting the wisdom I'm saying, that we need to focus on it some more. Because it changes our whole perspective on Chachman Torah. The truth is, you ready for this? I am now going to say that this is not the biggest room on the third floor. This is zone floor. Now, you guys weren't part of the original development of the floors, but originally had floor one was Talmud. Floor two was Bina Saleh, Shemiyasos, and Arikha Sasayim. That's still the second floor. The third floor was the Midos, which accompany wisdom, those being Yira, Tara, and Simcha. And now I've changed that. The third floor is one floor, Yira Shemayim. Yira Shemayim. That's a floor on its own. And then afterwards, Simcha and Tara. Maybe we'll discover Simcha and Tara. We'll split them also. But, but what I'm thinking about now, Simcha and Tara is the fourth floor. That's Those are the meters that are accompanying. You need Simcha and learning. You need Tara. You need purity and learning, etc. We'll get there, Bezat Hashem. But Yira is a floor on its own. It's not one of those. Yira doesn't go together with Simcha and Tara. This idea is so basic that Torah and Yira together and that, that Yira is pushing me to, to the Otsir of the Chachma, not just let not just let all the harvest go on its own, but to focus it and to be serious about it and to understand it and to bring it home, to bring it to state of Das, that's a floor on its own in, in the Kenyan Torah. That's what I believe now. But I hope everybody gets what I'm saying. I, I'm not just making up a Seder. This is the Seder in the Mishnah. I even checked this day and made sure that yours is, is before. The, the, Mish, the Mishnah just says 48 things in a flow. What I was Zoha to see is that we can break them down, not say it's 45 separate ideas, but at least for a long time, it's one idea which flows into the other. So Talmud is the first of a Kinyani Torah, Bidafka. Shmias Ozen, Arichas Asayim, and Venus Leiv are the second three things, which I see as a floor. That's Schumacher. I always saw Yira, Simchantara as being the third floor. And now, the Siyat I'm seeing Yira as a separate floor on its own. And it stands on its own without Simchantara, because this idea is so basic, I hope you're hearing it, that it stands on its own. Okay? I want to take a step back to, to talk a little bit more practically what I mean. Let's take a secular book, right? Not Stam uh, fiction, it's not Stam story, a kosher story, if you can find such a thing, right? But a self-help book. Your friend tells you that you have to read Atomic Habits, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Five Love Languages. There are a lot of good books out there. All of them have a little bit of, uh, you know, they always have something and not appropriate a little bit. Okay, ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Not getting into what you should read, what you shouldn't read, but there are a lot of excellent, good to great. There are a lot of excellent books out there. Now, what do you do? You read it, you're through, and you're done. What, what's, what do we say today? It was a good read. A good read? 
Is there anything in that book that changes your thinking? Anything in there that can help your vote as Hashem? Yerushimayim says to you, again, we're not talking about when you read something you shouldn't read, obviously. Yerushimayim says, don't read it. But Yerushimayim says, right, something you should read, something that's, a good, something that's correct for a better Abbas Yisrael to read, a Ben Torah to read, a Bas Torah to read, which I'm not getting into that, right? But something like that. Your rabbi told you this is a good book to read. I just, you know, read Seven Habits. Read this. Read, oh, so, or you know, some Rav told says this is a good book to read. So you pick it up. And a lot of good books out there. Excuse me. So now you read that book, and now what happens? I read it. Done. You read it? Sorry about that window. You read it? Wait, 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 wait. Your Chemaim says, glean something from that book. Change something about yourself because of that book, if it has good ideas. I mean, you thought it was worth reading, right? So if you were, thought it was worth reading, apparently you thought it was, there was something worthwhile in the book. So what, did you just zip through it? And now you're on to the next, zipping through the next book? Why are you doing that? So you're in Shemaim, right? The fear of God says to me, Hashem wants me to be serious. You know, in Asia Torah, where I was for 15 years, they used to talk a lot about that. Like a lot of the idea of your Shemaim, we take it sometimes in a very, very specific thing. You know, make sure you make the right bracha, that's your Shemaim. But on a bigger level, your Shemaim means be serious. Be serious about your life. Some of your Shemaim is serious about your life. Be serious about the flight of, flight of the Jewish people. That, that's a serious mindedness. That's, I have a fear of God. I know that there's going to be a reckoning one day, however you want to take it. And that makes me say, be serious. Yeah? And my friend Eric Kubris, Rabbi Eric Kubris, said when he came back from Poland after being with Rabbi Noah Weinberg, he said, you know, the Bershom means business. You know, that was one of his, that's what he, not, not Rabbi Noah, Rabbi Eric. I said, Rabbi Bershom means business. That's your Shemayim, to see things like this. You know, it's serious. There's serious things going on. So, we know this Mishnah, Who's the wise person? I'm going to learn for everybody. You spend time in the secular book, it would seem to mean that you think there's something valuable there. Are you getting anything from it? You had a conversation from someone. Did you glean again? So I know there's a general me that calls What my chiddush is today, everybody, is to see that your chamayim pushes you to be a lomimikoladam. Being serious pushes you to be lomimikoladam. Being serious says, take the ideas in that book as they're shayach to you and do something with them. Now, if that's true for a secular book, how much more so? Kavachomer ben Bono, of a thousand Kavachomers, Pirkei Elvis, that was written by Kedoshim Vitorim, without anything extra, without anything inappropriate, with every idea. A person could live his, you have to understand that, a person could live his life out of Pirkei Elvis. You have to read Pirkei Elvis and then Pirkei Elvis and then this thing and then that thing and that thing. Pirkei Elvis, how much did you imbibe Pirkei Elvis? How much did you take the lessons into Pirkei Elvis? How much are you living Pirkei Elvis? I heard about a Yid that he says he lives his life according to the Sefer Derech Hashem. A person could live his life according to the Derech Hashem. Right? We wolf things down and keep going. No. You have to, as the expression goes, you have to like suck the marrow out of these ideas and recognize, I could live my life according to Pirkei Elvis. There's so many lessons there. So many ways to apply it. So many ways to think about it. Or Mishle, or Ben Yonan of us, where are we running to? Okay? And the idea is that your Shemayim is what pushes me to say that. Don't go Vaita to the next Sugya. Don't go to the next idea. Don't go to the next Shear. Don't go, you know, it's like, don't run, imbibe, assimilate, absorb, get serious about, it. bring ideas into yourself. Am I making myself clear? All right, you understand what I'm trying to get to here? People understand this. 
I'm talking to myself. Believe me. I want, I want, you know, every speaker has to say that. I speak. I have a big, you know, I have a big tiver for wisdom. You know, I like that. I like, I like secular wisdom. I like, I like science. You know, I like, I like biology. I like, of course, again, I like Torah. You know what I'm saying? I like, not, not, I happen to have a decent, uh, wide interest. I wish I had a wider interest. I wish that things I could, you know, but I like to learn from certain Hasidic Svarim. I have Hasidic Rebbe's I'm into even today. And I like the Victor Miller. I like Tzvi Meyer. And I like Dove Cook also. I like, I like Karim people, you know. I like that, but then I, I stop myself a lot of times. And, and this has been paused for me. What are you doing? Like, why do why you keep going up? And then, okay, then what? You'll mark the book. Ah. Good. You've already marked that book. So what are you going to put the book, put, give the book to Shemaim. The book has to go into you. It's not about a book. And one, and here's the next part, friends. Every idea in Torah can bring us so much greatness. One, one idea. Well, imagine, let's not talk about living all of Pergavos. Live one idea. Let's say I, I fully imbibe the idea of if I really live with that, if I really live with the idea of that's it. I, all I want to do I want to dedicate myself for a year being a Lomad Almanaslos. For sure, you could go into that for a long time. <laughs> the four Ezo Chacham Alomi Kolon, Ezo Gibor Kovashi Yitzro, Ezo Ashir Samech Machalko. Oh, I got, I got that. Let's go right there. But, oh, I hear that. I hear Drasha. That's boring already. I know that ideas. You know that ideas. You live with that ideas. Ezo Ashir Samech Machalko. You know how much Omik is in that. You know how much there's to go into that, into each detail. Uh, are you really Samech Machalko? I'm talking to myself. Are you dancing that you're alive? Are you dancing that you're breathing? Are you dancing that Marechad Yichol is working? Are you dancing that, that your tongue works? That you don't have a friend that can't, can't taste food? Your ears work. You're listening. You see. How much Ruchnias you have? How much Torah you have? We're not living that Mishnah. Again, but here's what they didn't want you to say. Not just say, oh, because we're not. It's, the point is, we're taking in the wisdom, but we're not being Lomidam and Aslasis. We're not. We're not the Yerushalayim is not penetrating us to do something with it, and and to not move on and to keep pushing it. So okay, so last week our Kabbalah had been, which I'm happy it worked out like that. Take one tar idea and spell it in all week. Just really think about how can I bring this home and how many ways and bring it home. Right. Take one idea, spend all week on it. Really think how I can bring this home, and in how many ways and start bringing it home. Okay, it was really to. That was like just, I would say we like jumped in on the deep end to this idea and said like, what can we do? Maybe that, I know it was difficult for me, maybe it was difficult for others. This week, I want to take a step back, right? That was just kind of getting our feet wet. But this idea is so important. This coma of our Kenyan Torah is so basic that we got to spend another week on it, okay? And I want to look for self-knowledge, self-knowledge about this topic. Because everything starts with us knowing ourselves. So here's what I want. Rate yourselves from a level one to five and just sit and look at it. Don't be, don't be too harsh on yourself. Don't be too not harsh on yourself. Try to be objective. And you have nothing to lose. I'm not reading it. I'm not, I'm not grading it. I'm not looking at it. Your wives or husbands are not seeing it. It's for you. It's for you to sit with and just to get a sense. And so I, I wrote a few questions and I, I encourage everybody to make their own questions. But I would start with these questions and grade yourself one to five, one being the lowest, five being the highest. You know, how much do I generally let ideas penetrate me? How much do I let ideas penetrate me? Two, do I even stay on an idea long enough to give it a chance to penetrate me? 
Three, what types of svarim do I take more seriously, what less? I mean, what do I just like learn happenstance and what do I read and really try to mine it for the good ideas that are there? Four, do I in fact differentiate giving some svarim more time in Chazara than others, right? It's fine. You don't necessarily have to, you know, go into this serious process for everything. It's something to just hearing a nice sheer, hearing a nice schmooze. But maybe there's some things where you just like hear the schmooze and some things you say, whoa, but this is really where I live. This is something I really have to, I can't just read this and go on. Five. Got, okay, so those were the, those are the four questions to rate. And then we have two his bonus questions. How much, do, one, one more time, how much do I let ideas penetrate me? Right? And friends, there's no wrong answer. The only wrong answer is the not honest answer. The honest answer is us getting to know each other better, which only helps. Okay? It might be you'll rank yourself a one. I'm very weak at that. You might be you'll rank yourself a five. It might be a four or a three. Right? But start thinking about that. How much do I let ideas penetrate me? Do I even stay on them long enough that they could possibly penetrate me? What types of swarm do I take more seriously? What less? Do I, in fact, differentiate giving some swarm more time in Chazar than others? And now, going a little bit deeper, so there I kind of set you up with, with the marking system. I want you to think yourselves, and I've tried to give my own take on it, but your take is what's important, not mine. Why do I rush through things? Why, why are you rushing so much? Why, why are you rushing from one year to the next? Six, how can you get off the train and get more serious about that? How can we put more Yerushimayim into our learning? Okay? So I'm very excited that things went in this uh, neighborhood. I, I see I can, I see this whole thing as like being a Siyatna Dishmaya. It was the last day before Pesach. I was probably going to put stuff in the Seamus anyway. Last chance. I pick up the article. I went berserk about it. It shifted my thinking. Now, Baruch Hashem, I wasn't planning on saying the bot on that, but we got to Kenyani Torah. We got to Yira. Ooh, what should we talk about Yira? This is the idea we got to talk about Yira, right? This new expanded idea we have. And now we've been talking about it for two weeks and hopefully that, that that'll get us a little bit more serious on this can you it could be you know can it, it really might be asked from noah weinberg that's all one time what is the most important of the memchas kenyan he said to be lomed almanas lasos so it could be everything we're saying right now is really what the great man meant a long time ago that might be really the idea of lomed almanas lasos if you think about it but perhaps that's what i mean but but i think i'm so happy because a part of the beauty of 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 Chachma, which talking about Chachma for a second without Yira, is that you keep expanding and seeing new ideas and seeing how I always, of course, I always knew that there's Yira Shemaim and I've, I've learned ten chazals about that and I had a certain take on it. But now I feel like I've got such a better idea of how Chachma and Chachma and Yira fit together and and their dance with each other. Why Yira is so much Yira is so much uh, a part of it. So I hope I'll take the idea further as you will, but. If nothing else, just for me to see that that Chacham, that Yira isn't together with Simchantara. It's Yira is his own floor, and Simchantara is another floor, and uh, and that's it. That we sit a little bit on this floor and realize that without Yira Shemayim, our Chachma Chachma Satora is built together with Yira Shemayim. The trade Chavron did love misparshin. There's no Yira without Torah. There's no Torah without Yira, like the Gemara talks about in Shabbos. It's it's the same topic. Okay, I got to go. Everybody, thanks so much for listening, and Hatzlacha Rabba. We shall be zokah to Ladi Yira Shemayim. All the best.